You never get your money's worth. What? What? You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong then. You're, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You need to yeah. keep that paddle up, buddy. Yeah. This like weird like chocolate covered dough thing. Oh, Go away! Jesus Christ! No. With the powdered sugar on it. Disgusting! Oh, ew! God, Yuck. Jesus Christ! No! No! Oh God! Listen, this is not your choice. This was my experience. Yes. What? I'm so disappointed in you. This is. I don't. I don't want to be one of, one of your your dating sim people. Tor just quit the show. Good God! I don't. Tor just quit the show. <laughs> You shut the hell up. I'm embarrassed for you. Jesus Christ. Hey, whoa. So embarrassed. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, time out, time out. You're using up all our contempt before you introduce your character. (laughs) (laughs) I just was like, eh, okay. I'm done. We're good. You you can you can step away. Wow. It sounds like a you problem. You're you're a quitter, sir. You're a quitter. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. You didn't prep correctly. Yeah. Wasn't worth it. Why don't you make a really strong argument for missionary position too while you're at it, Ireland? I mean, Jesus Christ. Oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Missionary is a is a under underrated position. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that. That's the intro. That's the intro right there. <laughs> yeah. The oh so important question, does fate fuck a fantasy Colonel Sanders? If you're a new listener, welcome. Holy shit, you just heard that and you have no context for that. Well, as the intro would tell you, context is the death of comedy. So welcome. It only gets weirder from here. I mean, at this point, it's just six people role-playing sex with a fast food icon reskin to be the god of lawyers. Welcome to our show. If you're a returning listener, this means something to you, but it's not any less fucked up. But you keep coming back. I'm not sure at this point if it's that you truly enjoy it or if, quite frankly, it's just Stockholm Syndrome. Either way, keep showing up. And if you are looking for a way to make yourself feel better about those New Year's resolutions that you've already abandoned, we're here to help. Because you can join the ranks of our patrons and get an extra special thank you right now. Hey, thanks, patrons. We appreciate it. But also the warm feeling of self-satisfaction that you helped out a show bring you bigger and better content. Of course, Gimme the Loot's not a family-friendly show. You heard the intro. You heard the last episode. You get it by now. Profanity, crude humor, violence, gore, and sweet southern fraud anus. Why did I say sweet? Hey gang, not going to actually do middle show announcements this episode. Just going to come back at the end to tell you what you get for supporting the Party of Five and say thank you to our patrons. So real quick, I just want to signpost. Mondays, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, we stream on Twitch. Missed an incredible interview with S. John Ross, TTRPG and font creator, and a goddamn delight to have spoken to. Get on over, check out the video, check back later in the podcast feed if you're not a Twitch or YouTube person because it's the 1920s where you live. I get it. But hey, also, show up next week because we are launching our live actual play with Wendell, hosting a special Eberron two-shot with Anthony, Tori, Harland, and the return of Christian Stokes as Fromwick Fent. It might be a murder mystery. It might be on a train. You might want to show up for it. 
So on that note, let's start the show with, fuck, this is going to be confusing. Tori as Mori as More More the Goo Goo. Harland as Todd as Todrium. Jamie as Eldrin as Ashtrin or Ash Eldrin or power the fuck I fuck it up at that moment. Jazz as Fate. Thankfully, just sweet, sweet fate. Fried anus enthusiast. And Anthony as Baba Toonday as Bob. Hope you enjoy the show. You awaken on day two. Day two. And attempt to process the wild visions you've had. Were they memories or premonitions? You lie in bed and stare at the ceiling thinking about the secrets you've discovered while tasting Colonel Tritherion's anus yesterday. <laughs> you can't believe he really used... And then there was the secret ingredient that Colonel Tritherion went ahead and told you outright. Not much of a secret, huh? It's probably because he already trusts you so much. Sure, that makes sense. Sure, that makes sense. We'll go with that. Uh, you meet up with your bestie in front of school. Before you can tell her about your encounter with the spork monster, they launch into a story of their own. Okay, I know this might sound a little strange, <laughs> but I think I might be, um... I think I might like Bob. <laughs> like him? Like, like, like? I know, it sounds like it's moving too fast, but there's something about him. I like him. Like, like him. <laughs> we got to talking after class. He's actually kind of a sweet guy. Not only that, but he's really smart. He told me all kinds of stories about Colonel Triterion. Did you know that Colonel Triterion enlisted in the army when he was only three? <laughs> Not only that, but he founded a special unit of super soldiers who all wear the same hat just because he put a hat on. One time and thought it looked cool. <laughs> but, but Colonel Tritherion doesn't even wear a hat. He was a ribbon tie. Either way, maybe it's best if you took it slow with this new boy. <laughs> like I am with Colonel Tritherion. You're in Colonel Tritherion, the coolest guy in school. The most famous student to the ever attend the University of Cooking School Academy for learning. Nomerian campus. Oh, Nomerian campus. <laughs> You're a thing now? Whoa. Well, maybe maybe not a thing, but we definitely, how do you say, um, connected yesterday? Tip to tip? Aha, you sure did. You're great. Why wouldn't he be into you, I guess? Hater. <laughs> you have an idea of how to prove that your love is real. <gasps> well, if he's not into me, why did he tell me one of his secret ingredients? Oh, no. However, you don't tell her that you know a second ingredient, too, which you discovered on your own. A secret ingredient? Yeah, I just said that. A secret ingredient? Is there a dramatic echo in here? So, this summer, while I was on vacation with my family, a lovely man approached me in the botanical garden where I was wandering. This this could go potentially very wrong. <laughs> he told me all about his passion for spices. Secret spices. The man even gave me some to show me what he meant. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Oh, no. <laughs> he said it was a powder created from super duper rare dried flower petals. <laughs> oh, my God. And that if I did him a big favor, I could have some of my own. Oh, no. This, this is taking such a bad turn. Oh no, Tadrium's on opium. Why are we reading this? <laughs> <laughs> Tadrium, please, please don't tell me that. So I filled my suitcase with them and brought them home. <laughs> oh no, she's a mule. <laughs> <laughs> he was so nice, he even met me at the gate when I arrived. 
Later, when I cooked with them, a very strange feeling came over me, and the flavor was like unlike anything I've ever tasted. High as fuck. Okay, cocaína. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, Audrey. Um, Audrey. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just think maybe you're being very liberal with the meaning of spices here. Whatever. <laughs> narc. <laughs> Even fantasy fades a narc. <laughs> We both shared interest in cooking, so we stayed in touch, you know? Like pen pals. I bet he would love to know more about their new spices. Well, I'm definitely not supposed to share Colonel Triterion's secret recipe. And besides, I only know the one ingredient, so I doubt it'd be of much use to anyone. Please, please! It would mean the world to me. No one has to know it came from you or from Colonel Triterion. Do you... Tell her the ingredient or protect Colonel Tritherion's secret. Make up a fake ingredient. Right. Um, I, you know, I, I, you, you're right. You are my friend. Um, so it was actually crushed eye of newt. I know, I know. It sounds like some type of odd um, witch's or wizard's potion, but what can you do? Eye of newt. Wow! Her eyes light up, but then you see Tadrian immediately come out and start texting somebody that's probably not good. Before you can ask her to confirm that she was definitely not texting secrets to other people, you're interrupted. <laughs> Wind rushes in, cherry blossom petals fill the air once again. It's Colonel Tritherion. He's arriving at school on horseback. <laughs> He's got a horse. <laughs> <laughs> He's on a horse. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is that Eldrin's horse? I would say if, if someone feeds that horse an apple. On a beautiful mulleted horse. <laughs> Comes riding in. Do you run to him or stand back and admire his majestic glory? Run to him. Decide the best way to show Miriam how serious you are uh, with Colonel Trithrian would be to run to him. Surely he'll sweep you onto the back of his stallion and you'll ride away together. That'll show her good. Oh, Colonel, my Colonel. That's an actual line you improved earlier. It is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to think there's some weird algorithm AI shit going on. Is this fucking ChatGPT? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colonel. Your sudden movement surprised the horse and it rears up, <laughs> kicking you directly in the face. I'll say, yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Yep. Oh, no. You're dead. You're oh, dead. You're no. dead. <laughs> the force of the blow completely knocks you out cold. Oh. In darkness, you see a vision. <laughs> what is happening? Oh, Faye. I'm here to deliver you a message. Not this guy again. It's important that you remember this exactly as I say it. If you forget, the world could end. So, you know, it's serious. I have been trapped in a realm beyond, but a great prophecy relies on my return. Only you can save me. All you need to do is repeat my name three times. And that name is... Suddenly you're awake. Oh, jeez. You wake to find Colonel Tritherion tending to you. He roused you back to life with a... Satchel of secret spices, or is that just his natural seasoned musk? <laughs> Do you compliment the craftsmanship of his horse's shoes or lean in for a kiss? I am going to compliment the craftsmanship of his horse's shoes. Maybe he shouldn't be riding a horse to school, <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't be running up to animals you don't know. It's hard to say who was in the wrong here. <laughs> but one thing is for sure, Colonel Tritherion's pretty dreamy. Uh, that horse, the, it, the shoes are just absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I could really... 
feel how smooth and sturdy they were when they were pressing <laughs> into my chest. That's nice to hear. No one truly appreciates good craftsmanship anymore. I like to think that that horse is, in fact, majestic as shit. <laughs> and with that, with that, Colonel Sanders disappears into the school, leaving you and Miriam to follow. When you enter the classroom, your two rivals, Ashton and Mormor, are doing something bad. <clears throat> and by the way they're hiding, you know it must be really bad. Like counterfeiting recipes bad, experimenting with restricted ingredients like those that Tadrium smuggled onto campus, possibly summoning a demon bad. You try and get a peek over Mormor's hulking shoulders, but he sees you coming as you fail your sneak roll. Whoa there, little guy. I'm not sure you're ready to handle this. Why don't you make like a bee and mind your own wax, honey? I made it. Astrid's growing on me. <laughs> this is a duo. This is like a Team Rocket kind of. <laughs> yes. Definitely get Team Rocket vibes. They're absolutely Team Rocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah they've definitely got some Team Rocket vibes. Uh, so do you uh, tell them to stop acting immature or act like you're not interested, but really try and get a closer look? Uh, Act like I'm not interested, but try and get a closer look. You sit near the rivals, but leave your back to them. You even hear Van Van mutter something that sounds a bit like a magic spell. However... He notices you eavesdropping. You try to cover your tracks and improvise an excuse. Excuse me, could the two of you shut the hell up? It's time for class. You're distracting the rest of us who will want to learn. Oh, and you're the emperor of cooking, are you? You make the rules? I'm not sure you'd know a good meal if it ate you. What? <laughs> Being the best chef in the world takes more than just culinary skills. It takes creativity. It takes panache. And it doesn't hurt. To use a little evil. Wink. Mormor says wink and <laughs> closes both of their eyes. You, you finally see what they were they were messing with. It's a book, just like the one that you found after your encounter with the spork monster, but the anus on the cover looks far more evil, possibly inflamed. A sinister anus. Needs some tucks. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> could definitely benefit from some tucks. <laughs> when your magical anus spellbook is, is flaming, <laughs> use tucks. <laughs> it's cut for your ads. <laughs> Brought to you by Tux Medicaid Pat and KFC, a partnership made in heaven. <laughs> Cross promotion goal. In the third ring of hell. <laughs> and it burns, burns, burns until you use tucks. <laughs> That's the same book I found last night in the quad. Ashley immediately elbows Van Van, who hides the book behind his back. You mean Ashen and Mormor? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That book is a family heirloom and its contents are secret. You notice that they haven't just been studying the book. They've got Bob pinned to the wall <laughs> and they're tossing anus skins at him as he tries to catch them in his mouth. We're playing. <laughs> this is bullying. <laughs> it's a podcast. You agreed to participate. It's consensual. Bob. Oh, wait, you mean the encounter. This is a hate crime against this. <laughs> <laughs> you can dig in any further. You're interrupted by the arrival of more students. It's almost time for class. Champagne clank. Beep, beep. He must have been running late. Champagne clank is in such a hurry. He rolls right over Van Van's meaty foot. Uh, watch it, you fucking bucket of bolts. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Your foot's... Goo, it just rolled right over it and it reformed. You're fine. Mm, Who do you think you're talking to? I've never heard such language, not even from a stand mixer. 
Uh, womp, womp. No, your mother was a stand mixer. Mm-hmm. Angry robot noise. More and more leaps to attack uh, Champagne Clank, but Champagne Clank casts Shocking Grasp on more and more, sending them flying across the room. Protect me, Colonel Tritherion. These crazed men are about to come to blows. I think it must be over me, but I'm not interested in either of them. Ashley's tone has completely changed in an instant, batting her eyelashes at Colonel Sanders. Surely he must know this is a ruse. A gentleman, get a hold of yourselves. Save it for the arena, at least. Or don't. Honestly, what do I care? I have loftier evil aspirations, metaphysical aspirations, career aspirations to focus on. Ooh, maybe I can help you with that. Just then, Spookles arrives to signal the true start of the class day. He's panting, which doesn't seem that abnormal, you fucking sickos. He's a professor, but he's also a, a goblin. Uh, students, students, please take your seats. I apologize for my late arrival. I spent the morning uh, licking, uh, no, chasing a car around all town, and my tiny little doglin legs are very tired. Yeah, I'm here now. <laughs> Give me some belly rubs. <laughs> he stops in his tracks and sniffs the air. Around you, something has him in a trance. It, it's the scent left on you from Colonel. Mm. Spookles jumps on you and licks your face. Again? Damn, boy. Down. Off topping. Is he German? Why the fuck is he speaking German all of a sudden? <laughs> down, down, boy, down. Off topping. <laughs> the command spell shouted by Colonel Tritherion has snapped Spookles out of his trance. I wonder what's up with that. Oh, sorry, I got a little carried away. Uh, with uh, further ado, we'll be reviewing the global history of my favorite animal part, the anus. You really want to pay attention to this lesson. Truly, you do. Which is why, in 1776, after the signing of the Declaration of the Treaty of Nations, it was an anus who first signed their name. <laughs> a goat, maybe? A goat, a goat, yeah, with his anus. He, the goat signed with his anus. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you can't help but daydream about Colonel Tritherion, and you miss most of the in, important parts. When you come to, Spookles is holding out a tray of food in front of you. Well, faint. Naturally, this appears to be a sampler platter. Which item... Do you want to sample a glass of water, a shimmering pepper, or a dog biscuit? Risk it for the biscuit. Um, I'm going to try the shimmering pepper. A brightly colored pepper stands out from the other items. It sparkles in an eye-catching way, almost a magical way. Almost as if it was highlighted and it was the only thing on the screen you could interact with. You reach out and grab it and eat it right away. However, your body was not prepared for the heat. <laughs> <laughs> the pepper has triggered an intense spice hallucination. It feels like forever as you go tripping through the universe. The ghost reappears. My friend. Oh. This guy again. What the fuck? I'm here to give you an important message. Oh. You must avenge my death and fulfill your destiny. All you must do is... I was saying, to fulfill your destiny, all you must do is... Sorry. I think I've got some of that pepper stuck in my throat. It's, it's fine. I'll work through <laughs> to fulfill... Coughing sound effect. The prophecy. Coughing sound effect. Coughing sound effect. You must... You feel yourself begin to regain consciousness. Oh, man. You come to and uh, that pepper was the last of its kind on Arnosia, and now it's gone forever. You realize you probably should have paid better attention. We all make mistakes. I'm sure he'll forgive you someday. 
Come on, it's time for lunch. Before anybody can relax, the already sexy cafeteria gets even sexier as the lights dim <laughs> and your rivals enter to make a dramatic announcement. Today's lunch will be a timed competitive cook-off. A bit of lunchtime competition, eh? Count me in. If I have to wipe the tables with you idiots once and for all before I set my lunch down on it, then so be it. I'm not the fool. You're the fool, fool. Prepare for trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, more, more. I like your gumption fight. I'll be watching your performance. Just as things reach a boiling point, Spookle steps in. Surely he'll put a stop to this madness. Now, students, please settle down. This is a lunchroom, not a sportsing court. At least not until we turn on the timer. Then a huge light blasts you in the face, flashing the words, timer ready. That's what I'm talking about. I stand corrected. The hard way builds solidly a foundation of confidence that cannot be swept away. That's an original quote by me, in case anyone was wondering. I hope its message lifts you to victory. What the fuck is up with fucking Colonel Tritherion all of a sudden? <laughs> like a diamond, I was formed under pressure, and now it's my chance to shine. She have a charm on her cleaver? Does have a heart on the cleaver. I will defeat you myself. You've had his anus. And you've made gooey mashed potatoes and gravy on date one. And you're feeling like you can really impress him again here. It's time to boil some water for the potatoes. Think fast. If the timer runs down, you'll be forced to pick randomly. 100 degrees Celsius, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Or if it boils at 100 seconds, you turn the heat on. What temperature? Uh, The first one. That's wrong. (gasps) It was was the second one. It was the second one. Second Celsius, yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking, Fate? Get your head in the game. Listen to you read. You're going to need to season this chicken before you cook it. You don't know Colonel Tritherion's recipe exactly, but you have an idea. How many herbs and spices did he say he used? Eleven. That's right. You may not know all the ingredients yet, but at least you're headed in the right direction. Tail Leo wagging intensifies. Now you've got the basic steps going. It's time to elevate your craft. What state of mind offers the most flavor? Gratitude, trust, or vigilance? Uh, trust. That's wrong. <laughs> I'm begging you to get it together. Get it? I'm a doggle. Next question. Classmates are rooting for you, but Ash Eldrin is simply stronger and faster than you. You better pick up the pace if you want to survive. When you were a child, your father told you never to forget where you came from. Every day you meditate on his advice and draw energy from that place. Was it a small town where dreams are born, the shoulder of Orion, or deep beneath the surface of the Pacific? Small town where dreams are born. That's right. (laughs) This is your shot. You're not going to miss it. One shot. Uh, Is that a fucking eight mile reference? What just happened? Uh, Yep. (laughs) Yep. One opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) You You try to shut out the noise of the arena and focus on your cooking. What is the sound of excess? Silence, sizzling, or bubbling? Sizzling. That's wrong. Don't make me get the spray bottle. (laughs) Is this the end? Yep. We're going to try this again. A brief lunchtime competition. Here we go. All right. What temperature does water boil at? Uh, 100 degrees Celsius. That's right. How could you have gotten into school without knowing that? Winner gets to rub my fairy belly. Yeah, belly. That's what I said. Let that enticing offer motivate you. Uh, you're going to need to season the chicken before you cook it. How many spices? 10, 7, 11. 11. All right, that's right. You may not know all of the ingredients yet, but at least you're headed in the right direction. What state of mind offers the most flavor? Vigilance, trust, or gratitude? Vigilance. That's right. Never take this opportunity for granted if you hope to succeed. What the fuck? I never would have guessed. <laughs> when you were a child, your father told you never forget where you came from. Every day you meditate on his advice and draw energy from that place. A small town, shoulder of Orion, deep beneath the surface of the Pacific. 
Small town where dreams are born. That's right. This is your shot and you're not going to miss it. Spaghetti, spaghetti. You try and shut out the noise of the arena and focus on your cooking. What's the sound of success? Silence, sizzling, or bubbling? Uh, silence. That's right. When they taste your cooking, they will be so taken with it, they are unable to speak. You notice Colonel Tritherion out of the corner. Uh, I believe on you, fight. He's actually cheering you on, which would be awesome. Except knowing that he's watching you makes you totally forget what you're doing. Now all you can think about is Colonel Tritherion <laughs> and that majestic as shit horse. How many spoonfuls of gravy would it take to fill a traditional? Oh my God, the timer. <laughs> it was like two seconds. It was going fast. What the fuck? All the answers were about Colonel Sanders doing sexy things. <laughs> Get your mind back in the competition. Gah. You're stranded on a desert island with only one cookbook. Which do you take? Dessert. Oh no, <laughs> his shirt popped open. <laughs> Visions of Colonel fucking Hulk Hoganing out of his shirt overwhelm you. I know, right? <laughs> you know what? Shouldn't you be focused on the challenge? You're falling behind. What does you and Colonel Sanders riding on, in a gondola have to do with crafting spectacular fried anus and delicate baked biscuits? Woof, woof. You're really struggling to keep up. At the next station over, Astrid has already begun plating their food. It's to make up time, you toss your biscuit. Err, yikes. Uh, I know you love nothing more than seeing a fellow appliance utilized in a kitchen battle, but sometimes that means sacrificing the personal touch. Meh. You might not have any hands, but fate does. And a good chef needs to be touching the dough to know when it's properly mixed. That's an easy way and a hard way. You don't get far by going the easy way. You realize how serious your error was. You immediately shove your hand into the mixture to rescue your dough before it's overmixed. Fate, no! <laughs> but you're not fast enough. Your hand gets stuck. It's immediately crushed by the quick spinning beaters. Oh, oh no! Oh, no! There's no way you'll be able to use that hand for the rest of the match. <gasps> Colonel Tritherion shakes his head in shame. What you often find is the easy way can turn out much much more difficult. Wouldn't they make it the hard way? Everyone stop what you're doing right now. This battle is over. But it can't be. I was so close to finishing my dish. Sweetheart, look at your hand. You can't simply go on. Aw, that's too bad. And here I am with a completed dish ready to serve. Surely makes me the winner by default. No, no, it wouldn't be fair to compare the two on account of fate's injury. You see uh, Spookles lick his doggy chops as he looks at your dish. But I suppose you could at least tell us what you prepared. Well, because I'm the sweetest, I skipped straight to dessert. <laughs> Under this white chocolate dome, you'll find a wide array of delights, taking you on a journey of flavor that tastes good and tells a story of excellence. <laughs> Doglins can't eat chocolate. I was going to ask fate to do the honor, but since you're injured, I'm afraid that pouring this creamer of delicate hot chocolate sauce might be too difficult. Yeah, for the record, uh, everybody, that's straight up a chocolate tit that's <laughs> been made, and they're talking about pouring sauce all over it. <laughs> Colonel Tritherion, if you wouldn't mind lending me your strong, steady hand. Colonel Tritherion pours the hot sauce on top of the dome, Ooh. causing it to melt away, revealing the ingredients hidden within. Good job, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Inside, you'll find a delicate fried cheese croquette atop a slice of honeycomb, ice cream two ways, tender nougat, and pearls of blueberry jelly. Colonel Tritheon seems intrigued, but perhaps not impressed as he dips his finger in the sauce. Simplicity isn't your strong suit, is it, Astrin? Oh, you. <laughs> when he places a sauce-covered finger into his lips, Astrin leans over and whispers something into Colonel Tritheon's ear. A dab 
of sauce sticks to his mustache. <laughs> Take what you want. Internalize the rage. <laughs> your rage burns so intensely within your eyes that they burst into flames. The flames cause your eyebrows to catch fire. Oh, oh, oh no. And turn to ash. Oh. And then they fall off your face, which means people will have a hard time understanding your emotions for the rest of the semester, perhaps forever. Uh. Embarrassed and ashamed by your poor performance, not to mention your crispy fried brow, <laughs> you run for the quad to be alone. The beautiful weather outside feels like an insult, but inside you a storm rages. Look, it's Colonel Tritherion. He's probably here to tell you that he and Astrin are in love and have decided to get married. And <laughs> he's not even going to ask you to cater his wedding because you're a terrible chef and an awful person and a substandard <laughs> wizard and barely even a monk at all. You try to hide from him, but he approaches you directly. Now I know, I know you're hurting right now. And not just from the devastating loss, but from that run-in with the mixer and that small fire on your face. <laughs> Probably should get that checked out. It's not the first time he'd burn his face off. Like, I'm, 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 I'm fine. Uh, can't, can't you just leave me alone? I'm a loser. I'm not fit to fill your fryer. Oh. I'll never be a master chef. <laughs> Baby, you're fit to fill my fryer. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> Failure is a part of life. Not just for you, but for all of us. Uh, do you ever think I've never failed at anything before? Like escaping this goddamn prison universe? That's exactly what I think. Well, think again. I wasn't always the man you see before you and enrolled in this imaginary culinary school and incredibly handsome, successful, motivated, the head of a oligarchy that enforces its whims upon the, the masses. What? Sure, sure, I was handsome, but I was born that way in another reality. You know, I, I've walked other paths, strode through other realities, and arrived at many dead ends, often on top of the corpses of my enemies. I was passionate about life, but I failed as an obstetrician. What? That's some real, some real lore about <laughs> Colonel Harlan Sanders. I was passionate about justice, but I, I might have failed as the god of lawyers. I was passionate about livestock, but I failed as a mule handler. That one was especially humiliating. <laughs> Mules can be so cruel. Now, donkeys, on the other hand, I lost my business partner to a gunfight. I, I didn't know. Was that a failure on his part? You let him get shoot, shot? Right? <laughs> <laughs> and did he shoot him? If I'd have been quicker on the draw or slower on the draw, I might have not lost that partner. <laughs> <laughs> People see my delicate ribbon tie and my well-quit beard and assume that I've got it all together, which is true now, but it always hasn't been. I resolved right then and there that I was going to amount to something. No amount of hours, time, reality, manipulation, restructuring of society and face would deter me from giving me the best I had to give. As Colonel Tritherion changed his focus, you can see something huge ignite inside him. Whoa. A burning passion. Whoa. One has to remember that every failure can be a stepping stone to something better. My new dream is pure. It's honest. It's something that a humble deity in a crisp white suit can be proud of. I shall create a new chain of anus restaurants that will bring joy to the multiverse and make up for my past imprisonment. Yay! <laughs> Just as your moment grows intimate, you're interrupted by a threatening shadowy presence. Battle-scarred from the night before. I thought it was going to be Bob there for a second, but no. <laughs> Battle-scarred from the night before, you prepare for the worst. Because once again, it's the spork beholder. Orgo? It's I, 
I said I wouldn't be back after the whole fight to the death thing. Maybe you didn't really want to see me anymore, but I just wanted to say I was wrong to attack you and I apologize. I know what it's like always having to look over your shoulder. Monster problems, am I right? Aw, thanks, Borko. I'm glad there's no hard feelings. Getting jumped by a giant creature in the dark of night can really rile a person up. I also want to apologize for the way I switched right into attack mode. I know that you're strong, and and cooking school can put a person under a lot. I don't know what's going on with his voice. (laughs) (laughs) I know that you're strong, and cooking school can put a person under a lot of stress. I actually used to go to this school. I wasn't always a spork monster, you see. I don't believe it. You were human once? Well, no. I was a golden retriever, but I was still a student. Until one day, some mean kids with a magic spellbook cast a dark enchantment on me, and I was forever transformed. A magic spellbook? Precisely. I had procured a copy for myself, but somewhere along the way I've lost it. If you find such a book, I beg of you, respect it. You're a powerful wizard, chef, and shouldn't rely on such dark and evil magic. No, you should be protecting the innocent from those who would cheat them through sorcery and guile. If you need me, don't fear. I will be there. It sounds like there are some bad cooks in the kitchen of life. <laughs> Fate! Together, I am sure we can defeat them. Come back to my room, a hideaway, and we can discuss. A personal invite. You can't imagine what Colonel's home might look like, but it sounds like you're about to find out. Stepping into Tritherion's home, surrounded by his things, you start to feel a special bond with him, eh? In this bizarre crystal palace, there's a picture of a... <laughs> fucking picture? Not the baby with the goats. <laughs> the baby colonel. With the goatee. So dumb. <laughs> and Ern is dead mother. Oh. <laughs> That's business partner that got shot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, no. A pretty bitchin' fireplace in Lakeview. <laughs> it, it looks like you live such an exciting life, Colonel Tritheria. Every day can be an adventure fight if you approach it with the right attitude. I, long ago, I made the decision to never stop searching, never stop working, never stop imagining, never stop stopping. Don't stop believing. Say so what? I'm sorry. Did you, did you bring Tadarium t- with you? <laughs> Have you been working on any new recipes of your own lately? I'm always excited to talk about food with another ambitious chef. Well, um, there is something. It's just a, it's just a side dish I've been tinkering with, trying to find the right balance of flavors and textures. I'm not. I'm not sure I've nailed it yet, but I, I, I know I'm getting close. Colonel Tritherion's eyes perk up when you say nailed it. <laughs> he starts to wonder what dish you might be describing. It's, it's meant to pair with something spicy or something crispy, or maybe even something that is perhaps both. You've got him right where you want him. Should you reveal your new creation to him or keep it a secret just for you? You whip it out. Whip it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you reveal it. You absolutely reveal it. You decide you're as ready as ever to whip it out. And uh, share your original cooking with Colonel Tritherion. Before you can talk yourself out of it, your pants are off. You decide to dive in head first. <laughs> you reach to your sack for a special treat that you've been keeping on ice all day. Oh, no. <laughs> 
present to you my dog my original coleslaw is that kind of like a tall salad of some kind <laughs> <laughs> actually yes your shredded cabbage dish glistens in the light of Colonel Tritherion's oh my god Lux hideaway this is so dumb <laughs> This is so dumb. So, so stupid. Magnificent. Oh, no. Together, you, ah! you chow down oh. on your creamy slaw until just a spoonful remains in the bowl. Do you mind if I hold on to that last bite? I'd like to have it around so I can <gasps> admire its scent later and think back on this moment. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to save slaw, dude? What the fuck? <laughs> Even as fucked up as we're making it, that's what Just so the listening audience knows. I'd say 80% of this is KFC's dialogue. Uh, yes. <laughs> I'd like to give us more credit, but it really is from KFC. There are going to be many disclaimers about this, like, we're not going to copyright strike because of this shit. <laughs> but uh, you, could, uh, you could offer him more, but he seems like a very sentimental guy. Oh, why not? Please, make yourself a little more comfortable. I'll be back in just a moment. I'm going to... Slip into something else. <laughs> you realize this might be the perfect time to do some snooping. Medicine cabinet. <laughs> Around the room are various items you can look closer at. Each item seems to radiate memories and emotions. Oh! There are the pictures on the wall. Gochi baby! <laughs> the urn. The candle on the table. Uh, what appears to be a comb or pick. A mustache comb. <laughs> the statue of the goat and then the lake. And the dark picture around the corner. That, that to me, looks like a safe, and that's where I want to go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. It is a safe. Yeah, that must be where he keeps the secret recipe. You think for a moment, what number is important to Colonel Sanders? Then it dawns on you. As soon as you turn the dial to 11, 11, 11. Oh, come on now. <laughs> the safe opens, and you realize it's not an affectation. He's an idiot. Inside it, you find a single note. Can chicken be prepared sashimi style? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Raw chicken? That's called death. That's the salmonella. <laughs> what? <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> he is an idiot. He is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> he hid that thought. <laughs> I don't want anyone knowing my deepest, darkest secret. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So... <laughs> I need to see more about this picture of the baby with the glasses. <laughs> yes. An adorable little baby boy in glasses with a goatee crawls across the floor. From the goatee to the mustache combo he sports, you can figure out this must be Colonel Tritherion himself. No shit. Goat anus in hand, even at a young age, that he seems to be waving like a rattle. <laughs> Rain's a baby picture of themselves. Probably the same type of person that would make their face the logo of their own church. Right? The, the the urn. You take a closer look at a large urn sitting on a nearby pedestal. There's a plaque on it. It's dusty. When you wipe it off, you can read the inscription. It says, here lay the ashes of all my past careers and business failures <laughs> mm. and three of my enemies. That mule is <laughs> definitely in there for sure. And then, and so is the guy. <laughs> and so is their business partner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, poor guy. Oh, the bedroom opened. <gasps> uh oh. Oh. The boudoir. Come on in. We're definitely peeking in that door that just opened up. You open the door to Colonel Sanders' closet and you find a row of his signature <laughs> white suits hanging within. You take one off the hanger and try it on. 
The jacket's a bit big for you. I mean, you are fate after all, <laughs> but it's soft and comfortable. You give yourself a deep hug, deeply inhaling his musk. They say home is where the heart is. Is this what they meant? Before you can look any further, you hear Colonel Tritherion returning. He has a new dish that he's been working on. He wants you to taste it. I hope it's not sashimi chicken. You try to act casual until he asks you why you're wearing his jacket. I don't usually loan those out, but I must say, it does look good on you, especially since you took your pants off earlier. And it's just that thing, like in the movies, where they wear the shirt but not the pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap, the jacket. You forgot to take it off. Do you decide now? Is your moment? You make a big move? You tell them that you're cold or do you fess up and tell the truth? Just sigh that now's my moment. Make a big move? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> they didn't program it to be that kind of game. Not that we don't blame you for trying oh. to fuck this character, <laughs> but still. Oh, game over. Oh my God. You're not very good at this, huh? Listen, listen. I I was under the impression that this was going to be like a dating sim where I have to go through like various characters, not like full dive at one person. All right. Tell him you're cold or fess up and tell the truth. Uh, Fess up and tell the truth. You confess. I, I think I've developed feelings for you, Colonel Trithirium. I might be developing feelings for you too, but I'm concerned. I can't let anyone get in the way of my dreams of escaping this reality. Overwhelmed, you take off the jacket and run for the door, but the thought of leaving the colonel in the midst of such an emotional breakthrough gives you pause. You stop yourself. Colonel? Yes, Faith? I honestly think this may be the beginning of something wonderful. I think you're right. We should take things slow. You talk late into the night and drift off into a slumber. Day three. <laughs> you awake to a beautiful morning. Did you make the right decision on how to respond to Colonel Tritherion? Only time will tell. Today is a day which could change the rest of your life. Your thoughts are interrupted when Colonel emerges into the room. He's holding a gorgeously plated breakfast, and your mouth and loins water at the sight of it. <laughs> Here's a simple breakfast I whipped up. Oh. It's meticulous. Anus and biscuits. See, that's the right way to eat a biscuit. <laughs> you taste Colonel Tritherion's biscuit, and it takes you on a journey. When you return, he's waiting to ask you an important question. So would you say that we are the perfect match? My cuisine and your taste buds, that is. Such confidence and grace. Could he be the world's greatest gift of cookery? You know, I think we make a great team. A single tear begins to pool in the corner of his eyes. He gazes out the window. And with the right partner within the party, I know I can't fail. Partner? Could he be talking to you? Actually, you, Fate, not the simulation of you? You're a little bit confused as to where this is crossed from meta-exercise into playing a ridiculous game within a game, or whether or not this is actually a weird plot point that's bubbling forward. Overcome with emotion and confused by your feelings, the only answer you can find is to run out the door, the door, the door, the door, and get home. There's still one more day of school, after all, at the University of Cooking School, Academy of Learning, Normier Campus. Waits for no one. You get home to find something very surprising. Your best friend is there waiting for you. Where have you been? You slut! <laughs> Um, <laughs> because I had one heck of a night. Oh, I'm the slut. I've been desperate to talk to you about it, but I couldn't find you. <laughs> I got worried that something had happened to you. It, it's okay. I was just... But now that it turns out you're fine, I can finally get you up to speed on the saga of Tardium? Tardium? Tardrum, yeah. Sh sure, but... You'll not believe what happened to me after school. I went on a date. I could believe that. Since I'd been partnered with Bob, he asked me to go out with him. Of course I told him, you'd better harness those wild horses, young man. I'm not that kind of girl. 
<laughs> but he was just interested in spending some one-on-one time together and getting to know me. So I said, yeah, sure, I can get to know the little guy. Long story short, he took me to his favorite shush house, but things quickly spiraled out of control. What the fuck is that? Did she just say <laughs> what? shush house? As if that's a thing people say? What? What is that referring to? <laughs> and now I'm not really sure where we stand. <laughs> you don't give Miriam time to finish the whole story. However, bottling up your delight is too much to stand. And I was on a date too. Back to Colonel Tritherion's house where I spent the night with him. You what? You whore. <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing happened nothing happened but but the emotional connection was wowzers Miriam tells you to move on if, if moving on when Colonel Sanders is wrong you don't want to be right if, if love in you is wrong and after you and Miriam have a short argument you arrive at school and encounter your rivals in the quad you can tell from a distance that they're picking on Bob though he himself might not quite grasp the fact because you know it's Bob what what was a swirly Sounds delicious. That's great. I'll order you up one right away. I'll have a swirly with sprinkles, please. <laughs> sprinkles is a dog and a treat. You can get your swirly dipped too. Caliente. Uh, Why don't you pick on someone your own size? Uh, because I'm literally the biggest person at the school. There's that horse that Colonel Tritherian rides the school, but who would dare pick on such a gentle and beautiful creature? So majestic. You got some nerve, Fate, suggesting I pick on a defenseless horse. Now, now you're just twisting my woods, and I won't have it. You clench your fist, but that injury from yesterday's mixer accident makes you wince with pain. <laughs> Doesn't look like you can go on cooking like that. Might as well just give up. I'll never give up, ever. Colonel Tritherian arrives just as, as things are about to boil over. A naturally intuitive person with a really high passive insight, he senses that something has been going on. Is everyone excited for the final day of school? Uh, how's that hand feeling? I'm sure you'll be back in fisting form by this afternoon. <laughs> fisting form. Aren't you con- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Aren't you concerned about my hands, Colonel Citeria? Yesterday, I almost broke a nail winning so hard. <laughs> Technically, I don't believe a winner was decided, but your presentation was quite impressive. What is he doing complimenting her? <laughs> but what about the flavor of my delicate, warm, gooey chocolate sauce? It was clear that you're very passionate about how your sauce is received. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot of words to say that it's bland. Excuse me, Fate. I am more than capable enough for speaking for myself. Ooh, maybe you could tell me more of your thoughts as we walked into class, Colonel. I am always interested in discussing the fine art of fine foods with a fine woman as yourself, Ashton. See you inside, Fate. Everyone sucks except for Bob and the Spork Monster. <laughs> uh, annoyed by Colonel Tritherion's inability to see Ashton for who you know she is, you walk across the quad to get some distance. In an attempt to distract yourself from how slighted you feel by that interaction with Ashton, you take out the spell book you recovered yesterday and start flipping through the pages. What's that book? It looks like bad news. Oh, Even Fantasy Todd hates books. It's just something I found lying around. Um, it would appear to be some sort of grimoire, but I don't really believe in that magic stuff. What? A grimoire? Like a book of spells? I don't know. Who would spend so much time decorating a magic book if it weren't really powerful? 
I can think of one surefire way to find out. You open the book to a page covered with arcane warnings, cast only in case of extreme emergency, it says around the edges of the page. I could use this spell here that says it will erase anyone I choose Ooh. from all of my memories. If I scrub out Colonel Tritherion, <gasps> it would probably help me focus better on the upcoming final exam. This is way too drastic. Couldn't you do something else? Like anything else. Not rooted in dark magic. Maybe tie a string around your finger. Okay, fine. That is drastic, but desperate times call for desperate measures. You've got a memory erasing spell sitting right in front of you and a pretty good excuse to try it out. Do you cast the forbidden spell fate? Or don't do it after all. Like, okay, okay, okay. I mean, <laughs> in the context of <laughs> this being. So look, we have played fast and loose with the, you only get so many times to die roll. So I can tell you right now. Right, right, right. Because of the number of times that you've died, <laughs> Fate's eyebrows are gone forever. <laughs> oh no. There's probably something that's going to happen with one of those hands too. If you get this decision wrong. Either way, there's a spell or two getting forgotten. So I just want I want the stakes. I just want to amp up the stakes for you here Ooh. as you make your decision just to make it even more uncomfortable. Like forever? Like you can never use it again? That's all right. You've got fireball. You don't use it anyway. <laughs> oh, it'll be rolled randomly. Don't worry. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um... So like here's my here's my situation right because uh, like in the context of the of the show, I'm saying, do you play the game or the character? Right? Do I play the like? Because uh, I I feel like I would definitely want to forget about Tritherion, but in playing the the game, like you definitely don't want to try and forget about Colonel. That's the whole thing. So I don't. What's the goal? What's the goal to get to the next side? To fuck the Colonel? Uh, I tried that. It ain't got me in trouble. You'll get there. You, you gotta you gotta take it slow. You gotta romance the Colonel. Yeah. There are multiple endings, and there are a few bad endings where catastrophe strikes, and in fact, some endings where you die. Sounds very ominous. Don't don't do it after all. Yeah, it's a fucking devil test. He wouldn't hand you a forgetting spell to forget him. You take your friend's advice and put the book away. It's almost time for class. Spookles is already in the room, waiting for the students to arrive. He clears his voice to make a quick announcement. Um, that's all, that's spooky though. That's all he can clear his voice. I want you all to know, I feel something of a gob moment coming on, but I assure you it's nothing to be afraid of. His dobliny nose scrunches up and he begins to breathe quickly like a pug. Let's wait to see what happens. Spookle stops in his tracks. He focuses on the window. The room is deadly silent. When you follow his gaze, you see a tiny orange squirrel lock <laughs> perched on the cherry tree outside. Spookle turns feral and runs to the window of the classroom. He begins barking uncontrollably at the squirrel warlock outside. Terrence, I told you never to come back here. <laughs> Terrence, I will destroy you. Terrence. Spookles is barking ferociously, drool flying off of his face. The squirrel lock looks over, but doesn't even say anything back. You wonder, is that even a squirrel that's made a pact with a demon? Who would name him Terrence anyway? You better not show your chubby cheeks around here ever again. After Spookles is satisfied that his presence has been felt not only by Terrence, but by any other squirrel in hearing distance, he returns to his professional tone. Ahem, I apologize for the outburst. This actually brings up an important point. Thank you, Fate, for reminding me to dole out this indispensable bit of wisdom. You see, but before he can go any further, Miriam's love drama spills over to the class. Spookles is interrupted by the sad whimpering coming from the back of the room. I told you to save it after class. But I miss you. We went on one date, Bob. And how can you miss me when I'm right here? Every time I blink, you go away. That's, that's a really cute thing to say. Tadrio, what happened between you and Bob? 
Just maybe some heavy petting over the. Oh, I'm sorry. I got her in trouble. Now she's mad at me. Oh, God. Pregnant. Got her in trouble. I didn't get in trouble. I got yelled at by Bob's mother, who blames me for getting him banned from every museum we step foot in. What? Y'all probably shouldn't be doing that in the museums. Oh, <laughs> is that what you meant by shush house? Uh... Bob, we went on one date. We're over. And it meant so much to me that I made this for you. Aw. Too hurt to go on arguing. Oh. Bob leaves his um creation behind. Is that Mori? <laughs> it looks like a piece of Mori, actually, with some pretzel sticks, a half an egg, uh, some whipped cream, some sprinkles. Is that, is that ketchup? Peas and corn. Ketchup and gummy beans. Yeah, there might be a piece of corn in there. <laughs> Who had Bob pegged as a sex pest? What do you know? Uh, nothing like a loud public breakup to cast a pall over the final days of school. Well, that was unfortunate. But we mustn't be distracted from what lies ahead. The final competition showdown challenge exam. I'm still working on the title, but I think you get it. Test time approaches. See you in the arena. But before you can think about the upcoming competition, there's a very beautiful soul nearby in need of a pep talk. Tadri, uh, are you okay? Okay. I'm so mad I could smash a tiny mug, spilling several droplets of hot cocoa all over the floor. How could he embarrass me in class like that in front of everyone? Her tiny cocoa is a delicious treasure, so you know that this breakup is no joke, even if her source of frustration is such a silly, silly tabashi. I know that you, I know that you know this, but I'm going to say it out loud. You don't need anyone. Me and you, we're going to cruise through this final test and hit the carpool lane to success city. Tadrium brightens up, imagining the wind rushing through their short horn bangs, but she hesitates to embrace the feeling all the way. You're not going to settle up on the colonel's stand of stallion and ride off into the sunset without me. Of course not. Well, maybe. Uh, sorry, but I, I'm sure there's a pony out there with your name on it and a ranch big enough for both of us and whoever else we want to bring along. It's like a weird pivot in a pony play in the third act that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My pony, <laughs> If it's not Bob or, or uh, Champagne Clank or anyone else you meet today, tomorrow or this whole year, so what? You're a special person who shouldn't settle for the first someone to show a little interest anyhow. Tadrium gives you a big hug and wipes the tears from their cheek. I should really review my menu for today. I'm going to make a very special soup. And I bet that Professor Spookles is gonna love it up. Love it up, Butch. While you were pep-talking, Tadrium, you completely missed lunch, but that's okay because you had a better idea of how to spend the time before your exam. You've decided to head to the arena early and practice a dish. Here it is, location of the final challenge. The test of will, a test of courage, and the chance to beat the pants off more and more the supposed Goo Goo and their eviler counterpart, Astrin. As planned, you begin to run through a quick test of a recipe you've been working on. Fate's famous anus pot pie. Mm. Fate's famous, <laughs> Fate's famous anus. Famous anus, famous anus. Fate's famous anus. Famous anus, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Famous saying it sounds like a cookie. <laughs> After practicing for months, making this dish come second nature to you, and you're able to get quickly get a fresh pot pie in the oven. But as soon as you do, your cram session is interrupted by Colonel Tritherion. They got something to cram on you. Oh no! Fight! What are you doing here? Uh, there's still time to cram before the exam. <laughs> 
Oh, just taking it all in. Mm. Oh my God. Long, long pause, look right in the eyes. <laughs> I'm big into visualizing success. <laughs> I'm looking at my station and picturing victory. This is so horny. This is. <laughs> I'm big. So horny. Two minute pause. <laughs> the pot pie has begun to bake and the smell is slowly filling the space around you. Visualizing, huh? That's too bad. I was hoping you were in here cooking something delicious. You'd usually share your food with anyone who's this horny, but the last time you let <laughs> Tritherion get into your head, it cost you a cook-off. You decide that it's time to put your cooking above your romantic desires, but that decision gets hard. The oven timer goes off behind you. Do you ignore it or fess up about your practice dish? Okay, okay, you got me. I'm doing a little bit more than visualizing. I <laughs> know. My nose can smell an anus pie from 400 yards. <laughs> it's a weirdly specific distance, but you'd expect nothing less from 5th edition. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was a anus pie just from the smell? You know, honestly, you should. Oh, you can smell anus. <laughs> <laughs> Not just an anus pie, but a goat anus pie with an all butter crust. And my nose is telling me something else. Oh no, is it burning? <laughs> no, I can smell that it was made with a heaping helping of TLC. And cocaine. Mm-hmm, gorgeous and water. A lot of cocaine. But it, it probably start burning any second if you don't pull it out. <laughs> Moment of truth. Wow. That's the best anus pie I've ever tasted. I've always loved country cooking. I could eat this pie all day. There's no time left. The final showdown is about to begin. Spookles lays down the ground rules. There are no rules except to cook with everything that you've got. You step up for the cook-off of a lifetime. You decide that mac and cheese plus the pot pie you've been practicing are just the thing. You missed the edging line. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, damn it. Edging close to victory. I think. Edging close to victory. I did totally just left us unfulfilled. <laughs> Meanwhile, more and more and Astrid are preparing wildly elaborate dishes per their usual over-the-top selves. Tadrium has her giant magnifying glass and several sets of tweezers. She's definitely prepared to go big by going small. Colonel Tritherion seems to be harnessing his 11 herbs and spices, but he's trying to find a way to improve on something perfect, his original recipe, fried anus. <laughs> the intensity in this room starts at a full 10 out of 10 with a frenzy of action. Everyone is calling out really cool special cooking moves as they prepare... Julian. Flip it. <laughs> Bop it. Dice it. Minimize it. <laughs> <laughs> Salty. Flambe! Colonel Tritherion batters his goat anus as it levitates through the air. Egg wash! Wash. Wash. Wash! Like the goofy... Egg wash. Wash. <laughs> <laughs> Miriam furiously injects ingredients into an itty-bitty pot of broth. Oh, no. Best friend, best... Blaster blaster? <laughs> what? <laughs> Baster... <laughs> Best friend, Baster Blaster. Blaster. Baster Blaster. More and more flexes his pecs as he chops open a sea urchin. Let's rock and roid. Astrin scoops her pastries off a tray with lightning speed. Sh shallow personality spatula. <laughs> Even Champagne Clank gets into it. Five dial pressure point. Anus cooking technique. <laughs> Wait, uh, when did Clank learn to speak English? Um. Anyway. It's the singularity as was foretold. What the fuck? <laughs> we mustn't let it happen or the appliance uprising will take us all. Self-destruct! <laughs> Van Van quickly unplugs Champagne Clank and rolls him out the back door of the arena. As you frantically prepare your dishes, you notice Astrin has her spellbook out. Is she going to use some dark magic to turn the tide? 
You've got a book of your own, and you're desperate not to see her win another battle. Should you take the opportunity to fight magic with magic, even if it's almost certainly evil magic? Does fate cast a spell, or do it the hard way? I'm definitely taking the time to like look up at Astrid, see that, see her using the spell book, look at the spell book, think about the spell book I've got, and consider it. But then remembering uh, Colonel Tritherion's words, the easy way is never the right way. So we're going to do it the hard way. Who needs magic when you've got passion? I'm going to do it hard. <laughs> Colonel Tritherion sees that you're hard. <laughs> <laughs> And it's chosen to win on your own terms, and he gives you a subtle wink from across the room. The only subtle thing in this entire episode. <laughs> I believe in you, fight. Miriam notices too. And I've always believed in you. Faith, since we were little kids, because I'm your best friend forever. <laughs> you turn to notice that Tadrium is at your station cheering for you. Tadrium, what about your dish? If you're here cheering, who's cooking? Tiny food, short cook time. I'm actually already done, so I thought I could help. <laughs> but Tadrium tosses a handful of spices directly into your boiling noodles. Oh. Uh. It's the secret ingredient. She is coked to the gills. Uh, uh. Cocaine. I'm newt. <gasps> no. However, <laughs> <gasps> right, she doesn't know that you lied and the secret ingredient you gave earlier was made up. <gasps> and where in the world did she get eye of newt from anyway? <gasps> your boiling pot explodes, sending Tadrium <laughs> flying backwards. <gasps> No uncanny dodge in this fantasy. The watery noodles begin to swirl in the air, bubbling up into a dark cloud that thickens and congeals before your very eyes. In his eye. Hold on. In his eye, Steve, the spark monster. Steve? (laughs) What happened to Borco? You're not here to battle me, are you? We spark monsters are many. I think Borco has the day off, but you're right. You've conjured Steve, and I hate the battle, so I'd say you're doing pretty okay. Oh, wait, are you in the middle of a cooking competition? I love this stuff. It's better on uh, on TV, though. You crazy kids with your culinary skills really do impress me. Um, you cool if I just go pull up a, pull up a chair? I'm, I'm sorry, Steve, but I'm kind of in the middle of something. Do, do you mind? Steve the Spork Monster notices that you've got the grimoire stashed beneath your cooking station. I see what you're up to. Crisscrossed some magical items and accidentally summoned me, huh? Blew up a mystical artifact and accidentally got stuck together and now roamed the countryside and you're wearing a major trying to get cured? Yeah, you guessed it, sort of. Um, if you're here, would you mind tossing some fresh noodles in a pot of salted water? I'd love to. I've always wanted to be a top chef, actually. You know, when I was just a little spork puck back in the old country. You feel the spork monster winding up to tell a very long and involved backstory, much like many players. You don't know exactly where they came from, but it was probably lonely there, possibly involving some dead parents, if they're anything else like the rest of the members on this cast. Actually, you know what? Uh, Maybe you should watch from the stands. I really need to focus on this competition. I understand. It's like that time in monster school when I'd fallen asleep during scare tactics class and I woke up. He tells a serious stare at Steve and he takes the hint. Never mind. I'll tell you later. Having suffered a huge setback, you don't know how you could ever win. You can summon extra power deep but- from down in yourself or give up and drop out of culinary school. <laughs> I'm going to reach way down deep in my anus. Who said not I can do this. I have what it takes. I came here to win. Your hair turns mac and cheese orange <laughs> as culinary energy flows through your body. Oh, my God. Super Saiyan. <laughs> Anything that, that KFC has. <laughs> my heart is pure. My hand is steady. My taste buds have been preparing their entire lives for- Yes, fate. You are the chosen one. 
You will avenge me. The power you've been summoning immediately fades out as this guy totally fucking makes you go soft. God damn it. (laughs) You've interrupted my inspiring monologue. Sorry. My heart is pure. My hand is steady. My taste buds have been preparing for their entire lives for this moment. I will show the world my cookery. You begin to levitate off the ground. Energy. Are you going Super Saiyan? <laughs> oh, yes. Absolutely, yeah. That's exactly what he's doing. <laughs> he said orange mac and cheese there. <laughs> you begin to levitate off the ground. Energy courses through your body. You know that with this power, you can do anything except turn back time, which would be super useful because while you were powering up, your anus pot pie overcooked in the oven and can't be served. <gasps> but don't worry, dear fate. You may have suffered some setbacks, but all is not lost. Impressed with your fortitude, Colonel Trithrian decides that you have earned his support. I've been watching you today, and I must say, I must say, I am truly impressed. You've been thinking on your feet and rolling with the punches. He steps up to your station and stands right beside you. I am here to help. All you've managed to make is mac and cheese, and time is almost up, so you're going to need it. But Colonel Trithrian, what about the test? What will happen to you? What about the rules? Following the rules has never quite been my thing, Fate. I follow my heart. Changing the rules so I can get out of the prison universe that I'm trapped in is kind of my whole thing. What? So, fuck rules. <sighs> Colonel Tritherion unfolds a delicate white towel to reveal the most delicious fried anus tenders you've ever laid your eyes on. <laughs> Everything on a menu. <laughs> and besides, sometimes unexpected combinations can have surprising effects that surpass their individual efforts. Are you suggesting? If we combine forces, Doc, if you will, <laughs> <laughs> we can form the perfect food union. Time's up, students. <laughs> when did Spookles get French? <laughs> it happened earlier. It's a long night, and I've had to do a lot of hard voices. <laughs> <laughs> With time expired, it's the moment everybody's been waiting for. You must now prepare feet to present your dishes. A handful of students stand tall, but the class seems incomplete. It seems we're missing someone. Bob? Uh, Champagne Clank? From off screen, you hear a pure, innocent giggle that can only come from one student. (gasps) (laughs) I'm flying. What? It sounds like it's coming from that broom closet over there. (laughs) What? Oh, no. Oh, my God. Tadrium, would you mind? Inside the closet, you see Bob hanging on a broom hook by the elastic of his underpants. Bob, get down there from there right now. He guessed. Did more more have something to do with this? When someone asked for a wedgie, who am I to refuse? I thought a wedgie was a salad. It looks like Bob is eliminated from the challenge, seeing as how he didn't cook anything. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. May I be excused? Sure. You kids in your pranks. I must say it's not the worst prank in USCAL. NC. NNMC. <laughs> and apostrophe MC. History, but it's not exactly yearbook material. Uh, wait a second. Pranks? Pranks? Champagne clank! Where did that pressure kicker roll off to? You wait to hear a signature word, beep, or other onomatopoeia, but uh, nothing. Somehow he must have gotten unplugged, I guess. We'll have to figure that out later. That only leaves four remaining students. Please collect your final projects. It has been a long episode. Three old days long. Not Definitely not one hour. Fuck you, time to complete. <laughs> but after days of hard... Did Mormor kill two students? Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, pretty <laughs> much, yeah. 
Um, or just really bruise the fuck out of one of them's taint. Yeah, <laughs> destroy the atomic wedgie. Yeah, <laughs> and put another one in a coma. So yeah, yeah. Oh no, I was talking about the the ghost and then unplugging the robot. Well, I think technically that's just a coma for the robot. So yeah, I mean, it definitely killed one student. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, that's true. But after days of hard work, time has come for me to eat. Tadrium, please step forward. Now describe your dish. I've made tender udon noodles and savory soup. Hmm? My word, it's so delicate. Is that a teeny tiny narodomaki? I spy a float in its itsy bitsy bowl. Yes, chef. Please call me Spookles. Chef is my father's name. The fuck? Yes, Spookles. And some green tea made from baby tea leaves that I picked myself. Spookles carefully sniffs around the dish before opening his mouth and letting just the tip of his pink. No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, whoa. No. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> Dead. No. No. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. We all know where that went. Uh, dip into the bowl. Sublime. Would anybody else like a taste? Absolutely not. Oh, come on. I'm not one of those goblins or doblins that doesn't floss. I even have a really cute electric toothbrush for gob, gobble, gob, doblins. God damn it. This is fucking my brain shutting down. <laughs> Fine. Doglins. Doglins. There we go. I'll just enjoy this all to myself. <laughs> uh, and in a flash, the entire meal has been devoured. Not that it took much. It was less than a thimble's full worth of soup. A plus. Really do I taste a dish with as much love as poured into it as yours. Tadrium's overjoyed. Uh, she gives you a huge hug. Thank you. Fate for helping me believe in myself. My boy, you're up. Now, describe your dish. I made uni over smooth egg custard and an axe-hewn urchin shell topped with caviar. <laughs> Did you skewer one type of urchin with spines from a second, different colored type of urchin? Yeah, Spookles. A bit much, duh, don't you think? That's exactly why I did it. A bit much is kind of my brand. Doesn't it look cool? Spookles leans in to sniff the uni, but he can't get his nose close enough on account of all the spikes. He begins to paw at it erratically, causing the custard to slosh about. Please, be gentle with my cuisine. Finally, Spookles goes all in tongue first, but he can't get past all the needles. He reels back as his tongue is poked and prodded. Oh, my tongue! Professor appears to be having an allergic reaction to the sting. I can't eat this! It's not poking my tongue! Disqualified! A stunning turn of events. Who would have thought that serving food in a bowl made of needles could make it difficult to eat? More more does not go gentle into the night. Just qualified? For glamour? Don't discount simplicity. This isn't the last you've heard of me. Before forcing us to endure his swollen tongue for another moment, Spookles graciously laps up a bowl of milk. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm a go- do- doglin. doglin. I And I drink milk. Get over it. Sometimes it helps my agitated tongue. Next student, Astrin, time to step up. Describe your dish. I made orange blossom Turkish delight in a light rose water syrup topped with French meringue and connected by sugar glass. That actually doesn't sound too bad. Indeed, it's quite delightful. However, I'd ask that you please refrain from eating it or attempting to taste it in any way. It's very fragile and it's meant <laughs> to be a display piece. <laughs> did, did this... Did, don't lick, don't. Did, did this bitch just suggest to not eat the food at a cooking school? It's too pretty. Got toast in your ears or something, Fate? I told you, it's a display piece. Jesus. <laughs> Astrid is a fucking queen. 
<laughs> Astrid, I must say it is beautiful. However, this is a cooking competition at a cooking school. Which is why I cooked it and did an extremely good job cooking it too. I didn't realize that we were having an eating exam. Fuck, she's got a point. <laughs> if I wanted to be judged on eating, I'd go to the College of Eating, School for the Hungry. Narmerian campus. Narmerian campus. <laughs> I suppose you could smell it if you absolutely insisted, but don't breathe too hard. You might disrupt the sugar spiral. If food cannot be eaten, it cannot be judged. You are disqualified. Rage overtakes Astrin, and she can finally not keep her two-faced routine up. You wouldn't know high-end cuisine if it cooked you. And with that, Astrin storms off to rededicate herself to being the best, but this time without being shackled by trying to be fake nice, and liked by everyone. This isn't the last you've heard of me, either. If this class gets much smaller, I'll be teaching myself. You and Colonel Tritherion, the final cook, step up together. Two chefs? Oh my god, this is ridiculous. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh my god, yes. Udon noodles was cooked. Uh, everyone, they're making mac and cheese. No, just wait, just wait. <laughs> no, just wait. <laughs> Don't get ahead of the story, man. The triumphant conclusion. What began as a bowl of delicious mac and cheese has become something else. Yes, there it goes. Yes, yes. Uh, Spookles <laughs> examines it closely, sniffing and eyeing the bowl. Uh-oh, I don't have a good feeling about this. From somewhere in the room, a literal drum roll plays. Just when I thought I'd seen everything in this kitchen, you give me this thing. This, this pile of noodles and... Fried anus. It blows me completely away. In my 49 dog years, or gob years of life, I have never tasted anything so delicious and perfectly balanced. It is so delicious, in fact, that everyone passes the class. <laughs> what? You pass, and you pass, and you pass, and you get an Oprah reference weird. You pass. <laughs> everyone gathers around and partakes of the mac and cheese bowl. They all seem to, to transcend this reality into another dimension. You win. Together, you and Colonel Tritherion have made a new menu item and escaped the universe that you were bound to. This new item is so impressive that even more and more an Astrin themselves are drawn back in by its magnetic fragrance. When they gaze upon your mac and cheese anus bowl, they admit that you are indeed an excellent chef. Ass and cheese. <laughs> Ass and cheese. Thank you very much. Uh, Spookles declares that everyone has passed. They were supposed to be more battles, but come on, this has fucking gone on more than long enough. Now that the school year is complete and everyone has graduated, the students return for one last assignment to get their groove on in a closing dance. The cafeteria has been completely redecorated in order to serve as the site of the graduation dance. Compared to the massive high-tech cooking arena, this humble decor seems downright cute and cozy. DJ Doglin is in the house! You knew that Spookles was a master shelf, but also a world-renowned turntablist? Who can say that you can't teach an old gob new tricks? More, more, and... Oh, second outfit. Yes. yes. <laughs> more, more, and Astrin tell everyone that they've committed themselves to righting the wrongs they did while they were villains. For a moment, you actually believe them. Now, not another haunting. No ghosts are allowed at the graduation. It's clearly written in the school's bylaws. I was never actually a ghost. It was all a trick to get you to finally notice me. Oh, that's fucking dumb. <laughs> and now that everyone is together... It's the Spork Monster. He's totally mellowed out. Hey, everyone, uh, it's, uh, it's not Spork Monster anymore. From here on out, you can everybody call me by my new name with my new voice, P Party Monster. The uh, the student tries to finish what he say, but everybody's too wrapped up talking to the Party Monster. Dejected, the student walks off. Uh, maybe things didn't work out for Tadrium romantically, but she found love in her cooking. 
And that's what she's going to do great. A red carpet rolls across the floor. It's like a Hollywood movie premiere. Who could command such an interest? It's Bob. He's arrived late to the dance, but apparently for a good reason. <laughs> Walking the carpet, perched atop his dirty chef's hat, you see? Brown? Uh, welcome back, Bob. I know you weren't able to compete in the final exam and accept your diploma, so we had it mailed directly to your father. We figured it was the least that we could do for the school's dean. <sighs> Oh, now I get it. He's royalty here, too. Nepo baby. Nepo baby Prince Bob. <laughs> and we get a new wing on the school, not to mention the honor of educating the son of the chancellor of such and such. Tanjim, will you be my lady king? What an incredible turn of events, an offer to join the royal family. It's like a dream come true. You'll get to be a princess or maybe even a queen. I'm not sure if he even knows, but either way, crowns and gowns, baby. I'm sorry, but Bob, but I'm not interested. Not now, Luis. I've got so much to do with my life. Twist on a twist. A nurple, as they call it. <laughs> so many more. <laughs> so many more three-day universities to attend. Oh, no more. So many tiny foods to meticulously scope and then watch it get accidentally blown away by a single sneeze. <laughs> Okie dokie. The music at the dance is interrupted by the sound of sparking and electrical hissing. It's Champagne Clank, who's arrived too late to the dance. Now that I have graduated, I can reveal my truth. I am Champagne Clank, and I am not of this earth. I am actually from a faraway planet in another dimension. What? I actually feel like I knew this the whole time. We know you're into ancient aliens. We listened to the last intro. <laughs> <laughs> now I have learned the ways of your kind. You people are fucked up and disgusting. I must return. The portal <laughs> opens up and Clank disappears, never to be seen again, much like Poochie. Finally, Colonel Tritherion arrives. <laughs> Howdy, classmates. He wears a suit the whole time at school, and at the dance, he wears a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> With a pen in the pocket. <laughs> I did not get to be the most famous anus man in the history of anus <laughs> and man by not remembering people to go out and buy my anus. No, it's not the end. As everyone feasts on their delicious anus dinner, Colonel Tritherion finds you sitting at the edge of the dance floor. Fight, why are you sitting here all alone? Oh, you know, just <laughs> waiting for the right person to ask me to dance. I wonder, must you tell me what are the qualities you would expect to find in such a lucky person? Oh, off the top of my head, I don't know. A, a spicy musk, a tidy goatee, and a, a degree from the University of Cooking School, Academy for Learning. No mere campus, yes. Just to name a few. <laughs> it's truly my lucky day. Would you dance with me? Why, I'd love to. As you glide across the dance floor hand in hand with Colonel Sanders, the future stretches out in front of you. And once my 100th franchise is up and running, I'll be ready to take a day off. I'm so glad to spend it together with you, Fight. How sweet. Well, we'll work together and play together. Colonel Tritherion stops dead in his tracks. Work together? Um, I think this is something I'll just need to do by myself. But who'll help you run your restaurants? I don't believe I need help. Besides, based on your time at school here, do you really think that running restaurants is the best path forward? Could it be you've found a love connection but failed to earn Colonel Tritherion's respect as a chef? Could you only live with half of him? Would you be able to endure sharing him with his other love, the life of an entrepreneur? I suppose I could enroll at pastry school. Oh, my dear fate, <laughs> I am sure you'll find your place eventually. And along the way, you'll have me by your side. Reality boils back and you find yourself standing in the library again. Now by the next down elevator, the party wobbly strung out beside you. 
demonic prince uh, slides up next to Baba and slides a coin with a displacer beast into the back of his placard. Uh, he looks at you, Fate, and he goes, well, now, I, I must say, not the best performance. You did manage to make a love connection. You almost completely failed a couple of times, so I'm afraid I'm going to have to keep your eyebrows. And um, let's see, that that left hand that got mangled in the mixer accident, um, there really should be a penalty associated with that as well. Go ahead and roll a d4 for me, Fate. <laughs> oh, no. Each finger. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a two. Okay, so uh, Fate's lost his eyebrows forever, <laughs> which could potentially give him disadvantage in some social interactions. Or he could pull it off like Whoopi Goldberg. Or uh, the guy that plays uh, Noho Frank in Barry. I mean, that guy's incredible. Yes. Now, somebody has to lose a finger, and it will be the, what, do you, you do a two? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, no. Is that the middle finger? <laughs> no, that's the ring finger. Okay. Starting with the pinky. Okay. Fate can take it, or... One of the other members of the party that has fingers, not Marty, <laughs> could step up and take the hit for him. Does anybody? I need all. I my need. Fingers. I need my fingers. <laughs> I don't need a permanent shocker, uh, so I'm not going to uh, to take that one. It's hard to grab swords when you don't have all your fingers. <laughs> you can cast spells with yeah. with nine fingers. Sure, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you bet. Last call? Mm. Nope. Nobody? All right. <laughs> nope. Nope. I'll, I'd do it if I could. Yeah. Unfortunately, you don't have the necessary equipment uh, for that. <laughs> he waves his hand. It's not like it's chopped off. It's not painful. It just disappears. And you see him hold his hand up and he's got an extra finger on top of there. And he waggles his eyebrows at you a little bit. He's like, ha, ha, <laughs> And then disappears <laughs> in a puff of lilac smelling smoke. The gate to the elevator slides open. This level of hell completed. And that's where we'll end this fucking episode. Wow. Thank God that's over. That was a lot. That was a lot. Thankfully, I'll never be put in a position where I have to fuck up somebody's name ever again. And hey, some of you know that's a goddamn lie because you're one of our supporters who's tuned into enough of our content to know I can't get a name right to save my fucking life. And what else do the people who support the show get besides the clarity of my many, many, many shortcomings? Well, every ounce of creative content we've ever produced. That's right. We've blown the doors open on that portion of the Patreon. And you know what I spent a couple hours doing last weekend? resorting stuff. And you know what I discovered? A bunch of DM notes and shit that I've never published have nothing to do with the campaign, just random other DM stuff that I'm going to drop that actually is the secret origin of Tori. That's right. There was a campaign that I played in as a kind of a side project for networking. And you know who I met in that campaign? Tori. Does any of this have to do with the show itself? No, but it's still some weird little Austin, Texas-based adventures that I came up with that you're going to get if you're one of our supporters. The video of what the fuck you just listened to, where you can see our faces as we all are just slowly emotionally broken by the game that is I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator, that'll be up there shortly. Swag ranging from stickers to pint glasses to 3D printed roll-up magnetic dice towers, all kinds of fun stuff to, for supporting the party of five. Every dime of that goes straight back into the show. We're still small enough now that that support really is necessary for us to keep the doors open and to keep, you know, improving the equipment, improving our resources. Anyway, 
Long story short, it is critical to the continuance of the show and the growth of the show. And you get some, not only some, the, the, the heartfelt satisfaction of supporting, I don't know, a fucking good cause. Why not? We'll call ourselves that. But also you get some shit for it, both some funny shit and some like real world shit. So duke it up, people. I should not record these these late. Hey, you know what I need to do? I need to say thank you to some specific patrons. So thank you. Always go goat anus to mouth. I would have also accepted you went goat anus hole to goat anus hole on me. I don't know. Too deep a future man cut. Too deep an anus cut. Uh, Daniel, Ken, Kirk, Malohai, Mr. Smee, Sailor Scars, Sundance Sid. We know Todrim's an accomplished drug mule. And if you need anything smuggled across the border... Dear God, do not contact us. I'm pretty sure I'm on enough lists all fucking ready because of this show. I had to literally try to skirt around the most explicit search term to confirm a rumor about John Dillinger on this most recent Hunter's Party record, and I managed to do it. I didn't have to Google John Dillinger, giant dick. And that's because I'm already on too many lists, and you reaching out to Tadrium, a fictional character, for her services, perhaps bringing uh, contraband across the borders, isn't going to help me out any. So, nay on that, but thank you otherwise. A roboticized private eye. It's either Apple A, which is really bringing back some some hardcore, I have to use a Mac at work now, uh, trauma, or Appella. I'm, apologies if I'm saying your name wrong. Get in the Discord. Correct me on that front. Cosmic Worm, Daniel Duncan at 4SC on Twitter. A congressional... God damn it, Mr. Bible Pants. This is what happens when I... Ron Swanson, my way through these things. Not Ron Swanson. I'm not going to say Ron Jeremy. Ron Burgundy. There it is. Dean. I'm sorry you had to follow that. Don't use good yarn on bad conspiracies. Dreken. Fate frantically fingering fearsome fireballs. Coro del Toro. There it is. See? There it is. Miles. New names only. More and more the goo goo. May have killed somebody or punctured poor Spookle's face with their sea urchin food. But no, they have got a special swirly with sprinkles waiting just for you, for your support. They're a villain. Do you expect something nice? I don't know. You're fucking asking for a lot. Hannah, Jesse, Yogan, Kalevi Helvetti, Cadillac is best girl. Loki the Angry Dwarf, Martian, Thomas. Ashtron doesn't need to try and you know, put on a good face so people will try and like her anymore. And especially because she knows that she's got you in her corner, which is terrible. She's horrible. People, come on. Although, when you see the what she wears, I kind of maybe get it. Those chicken leg cutouts and those stockings um, triggered something. Bill, Dr. Death, Gibbons Camp, Matt Dave, Professor Flattop, Saga Nadal, Zork Fox, and of course, Alpha Patron Lee Gary. You know, Bob was just as resilient and consistent as Baba is that something? I mean, he seemed to be immune to wedgie damage. You can be proud about that. And fuck, he did turn out to be a prince. So you guys know how to back a winner. Congrats. Uh, cool. Look, seriously though, uh, this group of people have become such a great community around the show. Uh, and, and not only that, additional community members have joined the Discord, even if they aren't supporting yet. And we absolutely want you in. Hit that Discord link in the show notes below. Because, you know, we, we understand not everybody's able to f support financially. We, we appreciate that. We're happy to have you here. And you can still help out the Party of Five. All you got to do, tell somebody about the show. 
it's New Year's. People are trying new things. They're opening themselves up to new experiences. And dear God, if this isn't a new fucking experience. I mean, you tell me how many other TTRPG podcasts out there did just what we did right now. Please don't tell me because I already fucking feel like all the good bits have been taken. And it seems like we snuck this one under the radar before Dungeons and Daddies did it. So there's that at least. Um, take that body swap and time travel and magnificent bastards. I love your show. Please listen to us. Anyway, uh, really sincerely, I'll, you know, reach out to a coworker, somebody at your gaming store, somebody who you know who listens to podcasts, that person on the treadmill across from you sweating. You know what'll help them lose some weight? Tell them it's our show. Don't tell them I said that. That's illegal. I don't mean that. Don't ever, like, this show cannot induce weight loss. And you look beautiful as you are anyway. I have a terrible body self-image, but you look great. Seriously, you do. Um, speaking, of course, to the paying patrons, the rest of y'all, uh, tell a couple people about the show, then you get that compliment. Anyway, long story short, one in five people uh, decide which podcast they should listen to next based off of the recommendation of somebody at their gym, possibly on a treadmill, possibly sweating. Uh, and you know what? Uh, one in five people. Not having that would be like losing one of the party of five. Like, um, like Todd. And um, who would have told us the proper way to handle fried anus if we didn't have Todd? Who? I don't even think that was this fucking episode. I'm still scarred by it, though. So, huh. yeah. Still not any better at these in 2024. Anyway, uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for the time to listen to this wacky shit. We always appreciate you making time for us in our little corner of the actual play universe. And as always, hope you enjoyed the show. Fate would continue deeper into the shadow library on his quest to find his student loan officer and possibly rescue his mother's soul. I can't tell you how that ends. Spoilers. Tadrium continued her cooking career and importing mysterious spices through a completely unplanned sequence of events would eventually end up as the head of one of the largest spice cartels in South America. Her bloody reign of terror is still ongoing. More and more of the goo-goo finally figured out how to put on an entire shirt and then ate Spookles. They were, after all, a news. Spookles kind of enjoyed it. Ashton went on to become a congressional representative in Fantasy Colorado until they got caught vaping and given a hege to someone at a stage production 
of Umberhulk Juice. Bob ran for president and had an extremely successful career. God help me, that might actually be a best-case scenario for this year. Colonel Tritherion would show back up as the big bad of this podcast, but somehow would always know, deep in his heart, that the connection he made with fate was truly, truly meaningful. Don't license the song, so it counts as parody if it doesn't go on too long, I said.